The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Join us now for health, hope, and inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Percy McRae. Reverend McRae is Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We call him Pastor P around here, and it's good to be with you. Hey, buddy, it's good to be with you as well and having another uh, scintillating conversation. Yeah, I can't wait to share today's program with our listeners. This podcast is so fun to do with you. You always bring such interesting people to us. Well, again, I was at the uh, uh, National Religious Broadcasters Convention, and I know that you attend that as well. Yeah, I've been going to that for 40 years, but you come, you're a newcomer, and you work twice, three, four times as hard as I work. Well, it's, it's a fun environment, and you get to really rub elbows with a lot of people who are part of the faith community and the communication of message of hope and faith and the possibilities to that environment. And uh, we had the opportunity to sit and talk with uh, uh, a former cancer patient of Cancer Treatment Centers of America uh, who also went to Oral Roberts University who had a relationship with someone that we talked to last week, which was uh, Ozzie Mills. And so we thought it'd be a good idea to sit out and, and get her story and hear her backdrop and continue the conversation of the respectful balance of medicine, science, faith, and religion. Here's what impresses me about our guest today. She runs marathons. Amazing. As a former cancer patient, she runs marathons. Not a marathon, marathons. It's one of the reasons why I continually say cancer patients uh, truly are some of the most amazing people that you will meet after going through the rigors of what can be perceived as a pretty difficult and negative process. Uh, come out on the other side to do amazing things that they formerly never did previous to that experience. So we're titling today's program, God Really Cares. That's a direct quotation from our guest you're going to hear from today, God Really Cares. And it just proves that God is uh, there every step of your cancer journey. So, And we want to remind people of that fact, no matter how dark the days are, no matter how difficult uh, the challenge and the process may be, God is with you, working through you. You'll meet our guest in just a moment. Hey, one of the newer approaches to cancer care is genomic testing. And as we were talking about this ahead of time, I described it as just part of God's creative order that we are just beginning to understand. That's a good way to look at this concept, because I think in many ways we simply do not associate the divine creative order of God with the laws of science. Right. Genomics refer to DNA mutations that drive the growth of cancer. Genomic tumor assessment involves testing tumors to find those DNA mutations and understanding that this information may offer the ability to more precisely target and therefore treat a particular cancer. So we put together this free downloadable document that helps explain and provide insight into the concept of genomic testing that so many people in the oncology world are excited about as a possible tool or approach to cancer treatment. Yeah, maybe you've heard the term genomics and you don't know much about it. Uh, This can be a good introductory document, this resource, The DNA of Cancer, How Genomics Changes the Way We Fight Cancer. We want to make this available to anyone who's listening to us right now. Just go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and download the DNA of cancer. And as a quick reminder, this is not intended to be medical advice in any way. Make sure you have a thorough conversation with your treating physician. This podcast is made possible by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. 
America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Do that by simply calling the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com, where you can also download the resource we just talked about, the DNA of cancer. Well, Percy, you have your uh, your iPhone Bible. Why don't you turn your Bible on there and read some scripture to us to get started here Our today. spiritual nugget for a foundation that really is going to be echoed in the voice and the energy and the attitude of the person that we're going to interview today, Fran Boyd, is found in Psalms 28, verse 7. And it tells us, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. I know I'm stuck. I'm sorry. The <laughs> Lord capital L-O-R-D, is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song, I will praise him. That's going to be the undergirding principle of an individual who proceeded with her medical treatment and care to come out on the other side to talk about what the Lord has done for her. Let's go with Percy now to a busy convention in Nashville, Tennessee. I am at the NRB, the National Religious Broadcasting Conference in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, I've run across a wonderful individual that I did not anticipate meeting here, uh, Fran Boyd, who is a formally treated cancer patient at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America, breast cancer patient, uh, is here along with my previous guest, Ozzie Mills, to talk about her experience and her journey as a cancer patient and what God has done and is doing in her life. Fran, welcome to the show. Hi, Percy. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. First of all, you look well and great. Cancer patients go through the rigors of cancer that sometimes takes a toll on how they look and feel, and you look healthy, strong, and well. Thank you. I really, I really give God the glory for that. Let's talk a little bit about your journey. Um, you are a breast cancer survivor. We can say that now. You're finished with your treatment, correct? Yes, that's correct. And in that regard, let's talk about the day you were told that you had cancer. What were you thinking? What were you feeling? And how did you react? I just, I immediately thought a death sentence. And, um, and it, was, it was scary. It was just very scary. But I immediately called my, a girlfriend of mine who um, just started praying with me. And um, we just started praying together and just believed that God was going to see me through this. And so in believing that God was going to see you through this, did you at that moment or time have the thought of doing um, some sort of medical process of treatment? Were you thinking strictly and only that you were believing God for miraculous healing? Let's talk about how you came to terms with your faith and actually taking steps towards some type of medical care. Well, being an ORU grad, I always believed um, what all Roberts always taught with, with prayer and medicine, that, that that's, how, that's what God does to heal you. I mean, he, he, uses, he gives us doctor's wisdom. And he, he gives us the medicine to be healed and to be cured. And so I went into it believing that I was going to do whatever it took and whatever the doctors recommended, but I was also going to pray, and I was going to you know, trust God and believe for my healing as well. 
So again, you, you entered into this discussion, this thought, this process with the idea of aligning your faith and your spiritual belief system with a practical process of medical treatment and care. That wasn't a leap for you. That wasn't something that you had to struggle through or pray about or get a word from the prophet or the apostle. You, you were already located and grounded with the idea that this is something that, is, that makes sense and that God is part of that process. Absolutely. I even had a friend of mine who, um, who went through a, a similar journey and he said to me, a very strong believer, minister, and he said, take whatever the doctors give you. And that's what I did. I said, whatever the doctors decide to do, I'm going to go with it. You know what? I'm also going to trust, trust that whatever the doctors are telling me to do, it's from the Lord. So with that, you start your process, you enter into the clinical environment, which for many people is very different than a church environment or a spiritual environment at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is where you treat it. Let's talk about your experience with respect to feeling disengaged from your faith community while in a medical environment, or was there a disconnect, and were you able to connect well with the idea of your faith and your, your medical process while in an environment that wasn't necessarily a religious organization? I never felt a disconnect. From the moment I walked in the doors, I, I, I felt the love of God. I really did from everybody, from um, the gentleman opening the door for me to the registration desk, um, to the doctors. I mean, I, I, I really sensed the Lord there. And um, I had my uh, nurse even pray with me before chemo. Get out of here. Stop. You had a nurse that prayed with you in a hospital? No, you're pulling my leg. <laughs> no, Percy, I'm not. No, my oncology nurse, she would with my husband and I, we, we prayed right before my um, chemotherapy appointments, and um, and I really believe that God was there. You also had some, you had chaplains and ministers on staff in the facility that also ingratiated and engaged with you. Is that correct? Oh yeah, they they would come around and pray and and just encourage and and give give me the word, and it it was just an all around amazing atmosphere. Friend. Since you've now gone through your treatment and you've started your journey and you finished that, what, what are some of the things that you're doing now as some major milestones that, that people should be encouraged to hear that even you maybe didn't think that you would do or could do that you're doing now today as a post-cancer patient? Well, um, as a post-cancer patient, I have run 13 marathons and I intend to do all 50 states. You know, chemo supposedly ends up hurting your heart, but I'm proof today that God protected my heart and I'm able to run these marathons and keep on going with my, with my dream of completing all 50 states. That is awesome. So Ozzy, I know you're sitting by uh, patiently listening in to us. I'm gonna bring you back into the conversation. This is exactly what we were talking about in our previous discussion. We're talking to one of your friends, constituents, and alma mater of your organization. Give me some response to what you're hearing. First of all, I have the deepest respect for Fran and her husband, Brian. They're dear friends, but uh, watching them walk through this journey from the early days with the bandana mm. and, uh, and uh, eating sushi and all the stuff that we did at the very early outset, I, I, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm so proud of Fran because she never, at least to my knowledge she never retreated mm. from a place of my god 
has something good for me. Yeah, yeah. She never retreated from where God's word was going to win. Now, she was also in treatment. She was also going to therapy. Yes. She was also in chemo. Yeah. She was also sick yeah. after chemo. Yes. So, but I never saw Fran give up on God. Yes. It was both and. It was my God and my chemo yeah. or my God and my treatment. So I sit here today really in awe. Uh, and now Fran is running marathons. She and Brian, she's drugged Brian along to run marathons. <laughs> he can't run, save his life. But she is now a specimen of health. And, and Percy, you know this. God sent his son to die so that we can have eternal life, yeah. so that we can walk in health and wholeness. That is why he sent his son to die. But sometimes it takes pairing medicine and faith and prayer and believing in the cross. So I'm going to share a story with you guys of a former patient that I supported many, 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 many years ago. And she was a strong believer. She came and treated at our facility. And at that time, I was working as the bedside chaplain, as you worked with there in Tulsa. And uh, I was the director of chaplains at that time. And she asked specifically to meet with me. And her question to me was, uh, Fran and Ozzy, I am a strong believer. I believe I go to a spirit-filled church. I believe in walking by faith and not by sight. Uh, I think that I'm going to go home and I'm just going to go home and trust God and believe God for my healing. Now, she did all of her workups. She had an assessment, et cetera, et cetera. And the fact of the matter is, is that she went home and experienced some pretty negative things that happened to her because she refused to do any type of medical treatment and um, things did not end very well for her. The, I bring that point up to share. Fran, you're helping us to understand and helping a lot of people who may be struggling with that same conflict. Ozzy, as a spiritual leader of a major religious institution, worldwide, global, that are training up leaders, inspiring leaders around faith and, and impacting the world, we're trying to really bring together two major conversations from a from a patient perspective, from a leadership perspective around the role and the balance of faith, medicine, and science, and you are looking fantastic. What were some of the hurdles that you had to work through, Fran? What were some of your challenges? Because again, as Ozzy said, everything wasn't, you didn't wake up every morning singing the glory song and the glory cloud was hovering over your head. You had some challenges, I'm sure. I've worked with cancer patients. Let's talk a little bit about that. Well, I, of course, after chemo, I was extremely tired and, and nauseous and um, and the most difficult part was losing my hair for many women that's very difficult um, but the thing is I, I you know every little thing I went through I just really prayed about it and um, I know people are afraid of chemo and I think that's why a lot of people reject it mm -hmm. um, but I, with the Lord on your side and with trusting God that he's gonna use that I mean I would pray my husband and I would pray that as the chemo is going through my body, that would be the blood of Jesus purifying me and taking away all the bad cells. Amen. So I, I mean, I really stood on the word and stood on the joy of the Lord. And I think that's what really pulled me through. But there were, there was a lot of times where it was very, very hard. So you weren't on the glory train every day, no. so to speak, because no. this is the point that I'm trying to convey. Yeah. And we want to send a shout out to your husband who's sitting nearby with the most dapper shirt on. I want that shirt. His name is Brian, who, who helps support you. Because the other thing that we know is that cancer patients with or without faith or whatever 
cannot experience a cancer journey successfully without good people who are supporting them and standing by their side. So, Brian, we want to acknowledge your presence in, in the fight as well. Uh, with the few minutes that we have left, Fran, and I'll give you a last word too as well, uh, uh, Ozzy, what was one of your one or two big ahas or takeaways from your experience that you now are living with differently as a person of faith who has come out on the other side of a cancer diagnosis? That God really cares. He cares about each individual person and he orders your steps. And he ordered my steps to Cancer Treatment Center. Uh, there's just so many God coincidences that happened that even brought me there. So I believe that, you know, whatever anybody's going through, you know, just just really just take the step, take the next step, and just trust God as you're going along the journey because he'll see you through. Brother Ozzy. It's clear to me that as I listen to Fran, that there's probably people listening who may be having this struggle of conscious faith versus do I step into the medical realm? And they both work hand in hand. Fran is a living example of someone who, yes, heard a negative diagnosis, but was able to walk through it, believing God, trusting in the doctors, praying for the doctors, believing in the word of God. So I believe it's prayer and medicine will change a circumstance in people's lives. With that, you have heard from former cancer patient Fran Boyd treating at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And of course, our distinguished guest, uh, Ozzie Mills, Executive Vice President, Director of International Global Outreach. Uh, he has such a long distinguished title of, uh, at Oral Roberts University. Uh, and of course, sitting in the wings is Brian also, who uh, has provided support to his wife. I want to salute all of you and thank you for being part of our show. But more importantly, uh, you are reaching individuals who you have no idea need to hear exactly what we've talked about as they may be entering into this process or in the midst of their process. And I thank you guys for your testimony of faith, Fran, for your ministry work, and for your love and support as a caregiver. God bless each of you. Take care. God bless. Once again, that was recorded earlier at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention, annual convention in Nashville, Tennessee. And what special people? Fran Boyd, her husband, who didn't speak, and Ozzy uh, Mills, who did speak on the program today. Well, they were wonderful folks, and, and uh, Fran's husband, he just wanted to be a, a nice, quiet supporter, uh, but nevertheless, a very important person oh, yeah. in the life of her, her journey. As we've talked about many times, uh, caregivers bring a vital element yep. to the equation, and it is my position that uh, no one who has successfully gone through a battle of cancer did that alone. They had some assistance and some help, so we acknowledge her. Her husband, who sat by quietly and allowed his wife uh, to kind of share her story, as long, along with Ozzy Mills, who helped to also give some contextual framework, who is friends with uh, Fran and her husband and who saw them walk the walk while talking the talk. <laughs> so it was really good to have both of them involved in that discussion. Glad you had that opportunity. Now, they didn't specifically talk about genomic testing, but that is one of the newer approaches to cancer care under certain circumstances. And we want to inform our listeners of what genomic testing is and how it's being used to fight cancer today. Well, very simply stated, 
Each cancer tumor has its own unique DNA profile that can signify abnormalities and mutations that may help clinicians more precisely target that unique tumor for potential effective treatment. Yeah, it's now possible under certain circumstances to fight cancer on a DNA level, which is amazing. And we talked earlier about this. This is part of God's design that we're beginning to understand even better. Well, when we begin to talk about the DNA of a human being, that came from an intelligence source. That came from a higher source. And again, for those of us who believe in God and and ascribe to the fact that he is creator of all, then we associate that uh, human order and natural order back to the source of all creation and life. And that would be our God and our Lord. So that kind of ties that school of thought together. But again, be reminded, this is not uh, medical advice of any sort. Right. Be sure to discuss with your oncologist if the possibility of genomic testing is right for your unique health situation, as this is not a standardized approach for all cancer scenarios. Take this opportunity to learn more about genomic testing. Download the free resource, The DNA of Cancer, How Genomics Changes the Way We Fight Cancer. It's available right now for download at healthhopeandinspiration.com. At Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided as desired by the patient. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Please visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. I'm still impressed that Fran runs marathons as, as a former cancer patient. Well, you know, again, what, what's been uh, one of the great benefits of many benefits of supporting cancer patients over the years is hearing their post-life yeah. After cancer, and you and, get to do that, don't you? Yeah, and it's it really is it's refreshing, Wayne, because again, obviously, we get stuck in our day to day grind of who we are and what we do. Sure, but for many cancer patients, uh, as we've talked about before on the show, is there's a new normal for people. There, mm-hmm. you know, things that maybe once before they did that they don't do or they cannot do, but there is also this aspect of a renewed and refreshed vision and attitude about life that people then take on a different sense of, I want to do some things that I never did before Mm -hmm. that I feel energized and inspired around. And that is the case with regard to this particular interview with Fran that she decided that she wanted to go run marathons of all things. And, you know, again, I've seen cancer patients get very energized and inspired around, you know what, I'm going to change, I'm going to course change the direction or the trajectory of my life. Maybe this is what I was, or maybe this is what I was doing, or maybe this is what I thought I could do. There's a resurrected spirit of adventure 
and accomplishment that really empowers and emboldens many cancer patients to say, you know what, this is a new chapter. I'm flipping the script in my life. I'm going to start scuba diving or I'm going to go, you know, dive with the sharks or Why? whatever. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. And and you would just be surprised at, at the motivational aspects of things that people begin to challenge themselves around after saying, listen, I just beat cancer. I can do anything. And it's something to really think about. Did it surprise you when she said when she got the diagnosis, she considered it a death sentence? Initially, it did. But I thought about the narrative that she was sharing, and it is a very real place with regard to where many patients may start when first told that they have cancer. So you're not surprised by that? No, because, again, historically, uh, and I think it ties very nicely into the idea of our, our resource that we're making available uh, the, the resource that we're talking about is talking about a process that 10 years ago was not even on our radar. That's true. Genomic testing was definitely not among the possible treatment options 10 years ago. You know, we have advanced and we continue to advance with regard to how we approach cancer treatment in ways that simply change the old paradigm when people may have thought that they would automatically die when they were told that they have cancer. Mm -hmm. And then with good support, we talked about her husband, uh, Ozzy, who was, you know, uh, a member of her, her graduating school and and her faith that somehow she was able to manage through that initial. Yeah, she overcame thought. that. And to move into, I can do treatment, I can do care, uh, I can receive treatment and care while also utilizing my faith. Then on the other side of that process, now she's running marathons. It talks about the progressive steps and phases of being a cancer patient. Yeah. I, I know you were moved, too, by how she concluded your conversation when she talked about the steps. I was moved because I have walked alongside many cancer patients who were traveling the very path she described, starting initially with a diagnosis. The mental, the emotional, and physical sense of what now, can I do this, what are my options, what potentially will happen, to the middle portion of treatment. Man, it's been difficult. She talked about not feeling well, talked about being uh, physically ill in the midst of her treatment, but still believing and trusting that God was working with her. Yeah. And then on the on the opposite end of that process, coming out of that tunnel, those difficult days, those long nights of chemotherapy, et cetera, et cetera, to now I'm running marathons. And that's part of my bucket list. I want to run a marathon in all 50 states in the U.S. It's truly giving us a step-by-step -step sense of what it takes to be potentially a successful cancer patient. Every cancer patient, uh, anyone who says survived cancer, didn't start out necessarily running a marathon, if we could use that as a metaphor, but work themselves through a process potentially where they could at the end of the day. Now, when you read Psalm 28, I think I'm going to hear Fran's voice. Again, what we want to hear with this and see and understand is Psalms 28, verse number seven. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord is my strength. That's what we heard from Fran. And my shield, my heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices and now helps me to run marathons if we could. <laughs> and with my song... <laughs> I will praise him. Of course, the scripture didn't say run marathons, <laughs> but that got translated into her actual That's you know, right. activity. Yep. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices. And with my song, I will mm. praise him. Beautiful. Just beautiful. All right. Don't forget, download the DNA of cancer, how genomics changes the way we fight cancer. It's available at healthhopeandinspiration.com, which 
Hey, how about that? That's the name of this program. Hey! Hope, hope and inspiration. That's what we're trying to do here, and I pray that, that people are receiving that, my That's friend. Pastor Percy McRae. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.